You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Well, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters and friends. The title of this subject comes straight out of the book of Acts and chapter 16, which I'd like you to turn with me, uh, please. So Acts chapter 16, and in this chapter, we've got the Apostle Paul and his companion Silas. Where were they? They were in a place called Philippi. Where's Philippi? In modern day Greece. And we'll see how they experienced an incredible incident here at Philippi. And it's incredible because they were able to make the very first baptism in Europe. The first baptism of a person called Lydia and her household, the first European converts. So this is exciting stuff here in Acts chapter 16. But while they were there, the situation in Philippi changed dramatically. Why? Because the Apostle Paul had rebuked the local soothsayer, which brought an end to those who profited from her profession. Let's pick up the record then. So the baptism of Lydia had taken place. And then in verse 22, we've got the reaction of the people in Philippi. Verse 22, and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. So Paul the Apostle, Silas the Apostle were arrested. They were whipped. And what else happened? Look at verse 24. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Arrested, whipped, and placed in stocks and imprisoned by the rulers of the city. Now, my wife, Sister Liz, and myself have been to Philippi. Some of you may have done. And it's an incredible sight to visit. Uh, They've excavated the area, and of course it was named after Philip of Macedon, who was the father of Alexander the Great. And when you go and uh, roam around the excavations, what's very interesting is they found just one prison house in the excavations, just one. And you look around, and it's in the side of a slight incline. And it's all boarded up, but you can just about look inside and into the darkness. It just could be, just could be the place where the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Silas were put. 
And notice it says the inner prison. So right in the depths, you know, it's not a building, it wasn't a building, it was in the side of uh, an incline. But what then do we learn? Well, we learn of a dramatic incident that brought about the words of our title. What must I do to be saved? Verse 25 of our chapter. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Remember, they've been whipped. They were in stocks. And sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. So despite these, these circumstances, in the inner part of the prison, these two faithful men prayed and sang praises unto God. And you know what? The other prisoners, and no doubt the jailer also, heard them. He heard these two men praising God. Verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. An earthquake. It wasn't just a tremble, but a massive, massive earthquake where the prison was literally shaken to its foundations. All the doors flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Verse 27. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Just imagine this situation all together in a deep prison. They've experienced a horrific earthquake. They'd be absolutely terrified in a state of shock, possibly cut and bruised from falling debris around them. And recognising that the prisoners were under his charge and that they might escape, the jailer, in absolute panic, draws his sword in an attempt to commit suicide for fear of the prisoners inside and also his superiors if he escaped. And there were Paul and Silas amongst this dark, very, very difficult situation. Verse 28. And the Apostle Paul speaks. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And you know, that must have been incredible. Those words must have been an incredible words of assurance to the jailer. Because all those that were inside were still there. Hadn't tried to escape. They were all there. The jailer had his sword ready to commit suicide for fear. But he was given assurance from, an, from the prisoner that he put there. 
And although it's likely that he couldn't physically see where he was, he would have known Paul's voice. A voice that he heard when Paul and Silas had been singing praises to God. One moment he hears the voices of this man singing praises, the next moment he says, we're all here. And he heard them. A voice from the apostle. Moments earlier, he was going to kill himself. Verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in. That word means ran and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. What a complete turnaround. A jailer having put in prison two men, put them in stocks after they'd been whipped. And now he falls down at his feet. Notice he was holding a light. That's quite significant, isn't it? Things had changed. He was in a dark place and now he was holding a light. Coming face to face with these two servants of God. He fell at their feet as the light shone round about them. We then have our talk title in the next verse. And it's in verse 30. And he, the jailer, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So the jailer brings Paul and Silas out and utters our title of our talk this morning. And we read the reply of Paul and Silas in the next verse, verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that shalt be saved by my house. So, in response to what must I do to be saved, here we've got the reply of Paul and Silas. Belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, paramount. And then there is hope of salvation to be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ himself had declared in John's Gospel, chapter 8, these words. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. A few moments earlier, they'd been in pitch black. And now there was light, both physical and symbolic light. Verse 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. So having come out of that dark prison, the word of the Lord is then preached unto the jailer and also to his household. But there's another essential element for hope of salvation, which occurs in the next verse. Look at verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, their stripes which had been caused by the whippings, and was baptised. He and all his straightway 
And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. So, in summary, mm -hmm. the word of God had been preached to the jailer and his household. Number two, these people were all adults and needed to make their own decisions as to which way to go in terms of belief and obedience. Number three, they recognised the importance of belief. And then lastly, there was a complete turnaround from their previous ways and of course, a complete turnaround is all about repentance. The jailer kept the key to that dark prison. Now, he had turned to the one who holds the keys to salvation, to hope of life. We read how he and his family were then baptised into the Lord Jesus Christ. There was belief and there was rejoicing. And from darkness, he and his family had come into the light of the gospel. They were now servants of God, inheriting hope of salvation. So from all that... From the question, what must I do to be saved, led up to he and his household being baptised. Now, this is a fascinating account of how individuals came to a knowledge of the truth. And there are many other examples, of course, detailed in the word of God. The Bible teaches a consistent process in order to have hope of salvation. What is preached? The coming kingdom of God to men and women, Acts chapter 8 verse 12. The importance of belief, Romans chapter 1 verse 16. We might just have a look at that. Just, just keep a finger in Acts 16, please. And just come to Romans 1. You know, when I was learning the truth, I was told, remember, remember the 16s. Well, you've got Acts chapter, Acts chapter 16, and now you've got Romans 1 verse 16. Romans 1 verse 16, the Apostle Paul, through inspiration, writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. The importance of belief to inherit hope of salvation. And after belief comes repentance and the need to act, namely conversion. Uh, just turn back a few pages to Acts chapter 3, please. And this is exactly what the jailer did that we've read about. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted, 
that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. So repentance, a turnaround from darkness to light, conversion, the need to act upon what you've believed, and then baptism by full immersion as an adult. And of course, we also learn about that in Romans and chapter six. But there's another important thing, that having taken that step, we must all continue as servants of God. Now, Richard said in his opening remarks that there are huge difficulties in the world at the moment. It's a crisis. And I don't know about you, but we're glued to the news at the moment in terms of what's happening out there. They're saying those in Kiev are living a subterranean life because they're having to keep underground because of the concerns, what's happening. And of course, there are brothers and sisters in Christ there. In that city, there's brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the Ukraine. And of course, we pray for them. They're going through very difficult times. They've all basically come to a knowledge of the Lord through belief and baptism. And now, above everything, they've got to continue in faith as servants of God. Just come to John 15, please. Keep your marker in uh, where we've just come from in Acts 16. But John 15, verse 7. And these are words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If ye abide in me, John 15, verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. In other words, we continue the race that we all started whatever circumstance because that's what the lord jesus christ did and we're told to emulate him well our final reference is in galatians chapter 3 sorry i told you to keep a finger in act 16 but look at galatians chapter 3 please but it won't be our final reference we've got a couple of sneaky ones to get in yet uh, galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. And this is where hope of salvation is promised for, to those who faithfully obey and embrace the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So what that's saying is to become children of God and therefore brothers and sisters of his son, believing adults 
need to have the faith to be in Christ Jesus. You know, Christadelphians means brethren in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. And to be that, you're an adopted child of God. And here it says about for you all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. How is this done? The next verse tells us. Verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. To be in Christ is all about being baptized into Christ. And in so doing, obedient adults then put on Christ and do their best to put off the things of this world. Put on Christ. Put off the flesh. Again, keep your finger in Galatians 3, please, and come to Romans chapter 8. How do we put on Christ? Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemn condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Notice that little word in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And that's what somebody who is in Christ Jesus must do. To shun the things of the flesh and to put on the things of the spirit through baptism and a life of service. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, please. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 22. For as in Adam, notice in Adam, all die. But then we've got a contrast. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Can you see the pattern in terms of what Galatians 3 has been talking about? Being baptised into Christ. Living by the things of the spirit. Shunning the things of the flesh. Being baptised into Christ. And there's no discrimination as to who comes in faith and obedience, as the next verse in Galatians chapter 3 clearly tells us. Back in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So once baptised, we continue in faith and are heirs to the promises made to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, which will lead to the hope of life everlasting in the coming kingdom to be established here upon this earth when Jesus returns. And I do happen to know that God willing, there will be a baptism here on Tuesday at seven o'clock when Farhad will be baptized in God's grace. No discrimination between Jew and Gentile for those who, in obedience, come to the waters of baptism. So we've considered the question, what the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? That jailer was in a very, very dark place, literally. But through God's grace, 
he and his household were baptized into Christ Jesus. They had found the true light when the truth of the gospel was preached unto them. All of them now share in that wonderful hope of salvation to be part of those glories to come when the Lord Jesus Christ returns to establish his kingdom here upon this earth. So finally, we too, you and me, often find ourselves in dark places and sometimes are unsure which way to turn. Through God's word of truth, the Bible, our creator reaches out to us. What must I do to be saved? As Acts chapter 2 records, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.